Welcome back to the Gen Z Hockey Podcast with yours, Zahar and Lucas. Uh, we're back for another week. Uh, we're back from uh, the Leafs stopped another skid, uh, thankfully and decisively, I think. Um, we'll talk about that, too. Um, Joe Thornton got fined for that hit. I'm surprised Galchenyuk got, didn't get fined. I, I'm surprised uh, Thornton got fined, but Galchenyuk didn't get fined. We'll get into it. Um, Lucas, how are you doing? There's about, like, 10 games left in the regular season. Uh, how are you feeling? And uh, how's just everything around? I'm so glad you asked me that. So I had, I was in such a shit, shitty, shitty mood uh, over these last five because um, I think that especially now when the Leafs lose, it puts me in a worse mood than I was already in because of everything happening. And I want the Leafs to just keep winning all, all the time. So I'm going to be like, yay, there's a positive thing. All the other thing, and eh, we'll worry about that tomorrow. But the Leafs right now, they're winning. Yeah. But when they're losing, I'm like, you know, the world sucks. Uh, the Leafs can't do anything. But then when they – but, like, how how quickly it changes. They – they win last night, and literally today, I could not. You could you couldn't find a more cheerful fellow at all of the GTA right now, because I I am so I am so excited. I am in a great mood after how they played. Um, feeling feeling really good. Feeling really good. So after um, our last podcast was, I think, after the first uh, loss to Vancouver, and everyone was like, and then they lost again to Vancouver, six um, three. And everyone was saying that we should be more worried. Everyone was freaking out that this team is terrible. It's not going to go anywhere. It's 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 just done. We should just end the season. So what's your, so yeah, you're right. So when you lose when you lose five games, you should just quit, right? Yeah, just quit. Um, yeah, there were a lot of people really stressed out about it. Um, I I wasn't. I the teams weren't that the, the, the games weren't that bad we had terrible goaltending for that's really that's for, really what get what what that's really what for me just felt so it just felt bad about yeah. about about the team just the goaltending was just like that that's extraordinarily suspect when, yeah. when you watch that like especially like i know dave reddich is new <laughs> yep um, so over the course, I can't of the- whistle. I can't whistle, but I. But if I, I would do one of those high ass whistles because, damn, that that was not that was yeah, not that was an appealing not game. Good. Not good. Um, but over the course of like those five games, I think we had like an eight thirty four or something as our combined save percentage. And that's not that's not that's gonna be- that's worse. That's like AHL. Like that's worse than AHL numbers, and like that is why we literally lost. Like the overtime goal. Campbell should have had that goal for, for the first game against Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when Riddich, the he had like she if he made like oh three, those two two of those it was the the three three goal and Tanner Pearson's second goal the five three goal where I'm yeah. like what he should have had both <laughs> of them yeah. and he just we didn't we didn't have goaltending and that's that was the issue and I don't think it's as bad as as everyone else was reacting to online um, then. We come to Vancouver. We had a really good game, solid game. Um, some of the defensive oh, oh, did you, breakdowns. Did you, mean, did you mean Winnipeg? You said Vancouver. Oh, sorry. Uh, okay. We came. We came to Vancouver, uh, and um, we had a we had uh, Nick Foligno plays his first game. Oh my um, god! Dude. He played really well, I think. Um, oh my god! Dude. And... You said it. you said Vancouver again. <laughs> Jesus 
Christ, goddamn it! We Sorry. came to Winnipeg. We came, we to, came Winnipeg, to Winnipeg. And we Winnipeg. In Winnipeg. Um, and Nick Felino played his first game in Winnipeg, and uh, he had a good game. We won five three. I think. Uh. Just overall, I think it was a good performance. I think it was a bit shaky still. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. like the best performances. We okay, had. after uh, so after the the first two goals, we had, I was like, "Yo, Hellebuck is trash. Let's go, let's yeah. go. Oh, Hellebuck is trash." And then and, um, it turned around really quickly. Uh, it was back to two two, and then uh, we we somehow held on to the win. Uh, and then yeah, and then yeah. the the three two the three two goal. Uh, it was deflected. I wanted it to be Thornton's goal. I really did um because he's, he's been struggling to put in points but i thought i thought he played a really good game outside yep. of outside of like, obviously that hit which he got fined for you want to know why i think he got fined for it and not suspended for it why because the league's not going to suspend joe thornton that's a sh- yeah that's probably is do you think do you think they have some, something to do with that with the fact that they're not going to suspend someone like joe thornton i don't know like and it was don't. also i don't think like the hit actually did anything like i like i don't think the player the player was injured or anything like that i think that also is and could take into consideration i think i think pro left for a bit but came back but he wasn't the same and i think uh but i think the whole unfortunately because it's a dumb league it's like oh you know it's joe joe's just you know joe's just being joe joe's just joe um but the the goals some of the goals the leafs let in i was i was shocked at the defensive the defensive miscues especially on that second goal i'm like oh when that went in i was like only the leafs could do that frustrating definitely um thank god that they were able to get those those quick too um austin <laughs> like wow i'm I, i'm every every game i watch him i don't know if you feel the same thing i'm i'm floored at how much he still surprises me yeah i, I watched think- I've watched almost every single game of Austin Matthews career and he still surprises me. Yeah. I think that like this year, um, it's, it's more surprising than it was previous years of how good he is and how much he, uh, how good he is within it comes to the shots and just scoring chances. And even that assist last night, uh, for Mitch Marner, like he is doing something that I don't think we've ever seen. And he, I think, He's up eight goals within with ten games left, so mm-hmm. the, he would have to go goalless and well, then ice cold, like ice cold, ice cold. and Miko Rantanen would have to be at least a goal a game. Which, um, do you think he'll be the only player to be to hit forty goals? Um, so he's got thirty four right now. I think so. Um, I think he's only he's gonna be the only one because I don't think anyone else will be able to like catch up to him. Mm-hmm. Um. But and you talked about that play to Mitch Marner. I saw I saw a screen cap and you watch that play. There's four guys surrounding Austin Matthews, and Mitch Marner's like, hey, but about 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 a swing. Yeah. yeah. And no, he's, it's just, he's, he's wide open for that one timer. And it's because he attracts he attracts so much attention. And you're leaving you're leaving Mitch Marner. Yes, he's a playmaker. He's he's not incapable of taking a shot. Yeah. And he gets he, he gets a knuckle puck and he's able to put it over Laurent Brassois and uh, right over his shoulder and uh, a great great setup by him and I think what what I took out of that game a lot was I liked how in the third period I don't want to say they shut it down it was better it, but they played a lot better um, cohesively defensively, defensively yeah. uh, in order to in order to sustain uh, the Jets <clears throat> um, but 
man, the Jet, the Jets have I've said this. The Jets have had the Jets have amazing players, like you know, Cal Connor and Mark Shifley and uh, Dubois. Du- Dubois is just a, oh, he's such a pain in the ass. I, I like yeah. I want that series. Oh, I'm gonna fucking hate him. I'm gonna hate him so much. But uh, they got some great players. But the the Leafs have the Leafs have the ability to shut down the Jets. Uh, when they when they when they're on their their game, they have the ability to shut down any team in this division. Yep. And we'll we'll see if they're, and then we'll see if all goes to plan. If they play as well as we think, we'll see if they if if they if they have the team that can play with the other with the other divisions. Yeah. Um. So what you were, when you were talking about like the who's going to hit forty goals. Um, I don't think anyone else. It, I think Matthew has the best chance of hitting forty goals because um, he only needs six more. So yeah, he probably. only needs six more. But like, okay, so if you're looking at anyone else, so Miko Rantanen has twenty six goals, so There's he needs no to get way. fourteen goals in ten games. McDavid and Brad, uh, Brad Marchand have twenty five goals, so that's fifteen goals in ten games. So oh. I, I'm saying it's mostly unlikely that that's going to happen. I I do too, but how freaking Brad would it be if just out of nowhere? Especially heading into the playoffs, up oh, fifteen goals in ten games. No, Screw no, it's, you all. It's, it's not going it to. It won't happen. It won't happen. But I, I would. Uh, I think it'd be very, very funny. So yeah. I, I want to pose a question to you, and, and I guess this will be a topic. So, do the Jets have elite players, or do they have very, very, very good, even great offensive weapons? Um, I think they have a lot of very good players. Okay. Which it makes it look like they have a lot of elite players, but I think it's um, I think it's just they have a lot of good players. Because like what do you consider elite? Like that's that's the whole like I consider I consider Austin Matthews to be an elite player. I, I do. Okay, so is that like is that based on goals? Is that based on plays? Is that's that based, based on, on the fact that's based on the fact of whenever he touches the puck, so you have you have the potential potential of something of, of a goal to happen uh, a play to be made you know a rush to be had there's the potential once he touches the puck for something incredible to happen that's an elite player that's Connor McDavid that's okay, Sidney Crosby so, in his prime okay so if we're doing that as like the the like outline for like what's an elite criteria player, criteria yeah then I think uh, they, they don't have they just have a lot of good players I okay. think Pierre Luc Dubois is one of a, an elite player. I wouldn't. I, I no, disagree. No, you wouldn't say I, that. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call him that yet. Okay. I, I, I wouldn't call. I wouldn't call him that yet because because so, they so, were draft. They were drafted in the same year, yeah. and I would much rather have one player than the other. That's actually a good point. You know. So like Kyle Connor, maybe isn't it? Like he's a good uh, player. I, would, I don't think Ky- he, like Kyle Connor is a Kyle Connor is a great player who has one of the who is you know. Money in the bank, thirty goals in an eighty-two yeah. game season. Yeah, like no, no debate there. Yeah. So, I came up with. So I kind of thought of this and said, the Jets have so many good players, so many great players. Yeah, great players. And I and I and I'm like, but and they're succeeding so well with no elite players. Yep. And I thought, what does this remind me of? And I went, we talked about this about the Calgary Flames. I don't know how many episodes ago, but we, we talked about this with the Flames. Yeah. So I'm kind of trying to think, how is it that it's worked out so well for the Jets, but hasn't worked out with the Flames? 
Okay, so if we're talking about success, regular season success, Calgary has had some, but playoff success, they have done nothing. And all their big Winnipeg's guys... Winnipeg's had far more, far, far more playoff success yeah, th- than, th- that's than what I'm saying. the... I'm saying, like, the big guys on the Jets show up when they have to show up. The big guys in Calgary don't show up. Like, we know in the playoffs, they, they're non-factors, basically. Um it was that one year with Goudreau. And then after that, he had a couple of points every, every single playoffs and th- that's it. Like they didn't go anywhere with that. And I think because of how the uh, jets are constructed, like, cause they're so deep with so many great players that that alone puts them above like Calgary in just when it comes to offense. And cause the, the jets, I, I want to say it was Jennifer Botterill yesterday was talking about uh, the jets third line of like, I think it's yeah. Adam Lowry, Andrew Kopp, and Mason Appleton. Yep. And it's like, those are three guys who, like, I never thought of as, you know, offensive threats. And then I watch them play and go, damn, that's a real, that's a really good third line. Like, that's a, that's a third line you can depend on when it comes to, when it comes to depth scoring in the playoffs. Yeah. Something that we wanted from the Leafs last year, but never got. Yeah. And I think, and I'm, and then I'm just reminded of like, and, and then I'm glad that you brought up that point of the Flames because, Outside of like Johnny Goudreau, uh, Matthew Kachuk, Sean Monahan, um, I don't know Majapani, I guess. I can't think of like third liners that I go. You know what? I'm look. I'm looking to them to hit a spark to get you know to get some to get some depth scoring in the playoffs. I mean, like if you want to think if you want to say Milan Lucic, I I disagree with you. Um, like I don't think. There's not a player on that team outside of the top six, the, the the Flames. I mean, where I where I go, you know what? When he's on the ice, when he's on the ice, we got you got to you know, yeah, ma- maintain him because because they you know these guys these guys on the on the bottom six they can they they can they can be able to they're able to score. Yeah. So their third line. So Larry has eight goals. Appleton has nine goals, and Cop has fifteen goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's Andrew Kopp, an amazing Andrew Kopp's broken out this year. He's had, yeah. a, he's had a really good season. Amazing um, third line. Yeah, so Kopp's broken out. He's had he's had a really good season. Um, uh, so 15 goals in a in a subdued season like this. Uh, well, that's that's definitely like 20 goals in a regular in a regular season. Um, I hope Lowry's okay. I know he took that hit yesterday, but he he's he's another guy where like I'm looking for him when he's on the ice. Mason Appleton too. So I think that I think that's really where it comes down to when I, when I think of those two teams, I think of how Calgary stars usually don't show up. Winnipeg stars will sh- will show up. You can depend on Blake Wheeler. You can depend on Kyle Connor. You can depend on Nick Ehlers, uh, even Lining when he was there. But I think you can even depend on Pierre Luc Dubois. Um, they and then show you can also up depend on those and guys they have that we just support where in Calgary. They show up and they have yes. support when it comes to when they do show up. So, which is like, I don't think it exists in Calgary. Also, Vesna yeah, caliber goalie. That to me makes that sense. Also helps. Sorry, the Calgary what? Uh, Vesna caliber goalie. Oh, Vesna caliber. Vesna caliber goaltending definitely. Yeah. Oh, wasn't Vesna caliber? It was not Vesna caliber yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. However, like nine nine games out of ten, Connor Hellebuck's gonna give yeah. you Vesna caliber goaltending. So, I think I think it's a really good comparison because both of them, like we said, like they don't have one player or players that are considered elite yeah that are considered game-changing they have impact great offensive weapons 
and a defense that they basically built from the ground up. Yep, like, and they have a lot of young guys that came through this year and are some like somehow putting together a really good performance. Mm-hmm. And they're helping they're they're helping their team win. They're not great. Yes. They're not world breakers, but they do help their team win, and that's really all you can ask from from this team. From yeah. from the state of what their defense was to what it is now, you, this is all you can ask. You can ask them just mm-hmm. to be above average, and help their goaltender out and help their offense out or mm-hmm. ha- def- uh, offense to help their defense. Yes, I thought. I, I just thought. I thought the two the two were were a very interesting case because they both have very similar yeah. both have very similar players. It's just one 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 went up and one went down and. Uh, I hope I hope Calgary. Like I wish the best for them. They had a COVID scare today, sadly, but uh, I like I wish the best for them in that in that regard. And I yeah. just I I hope I hope the Flames. Uh, I hope they find a way to do some sort of rebuild because I I've never been the biggest Goudreau fan because of what he does in the, because of what he does in the playoffs. And I think I think that I've said it. It's it's time. It's time. Just... Um, and another thing when it comes to the difference between Winnipeg and Calgary, I think Winnipeg has a buy-in where the team is a team. And in Calgary, like when we were talking about how what happened to Calgary, we talked about how there's kind of three different groups. There's like maybe like three groups where it's the Goudreaux's and then it's everyone kind of like it's Goudreau and his group and then it's Tachuk and then it's Mark Giordano, the captain. So I think the Jets have a bigger buy-in and they're just all kind of happy to be there i guess or like just and the flame the flames just there's something there's something up with that there's really yeah exactly seems to be something like i think like, there... since that kachuk buzzardous incident there's there's been like some kind of i don't want to say bad blood but some kind of locker room uh difficulties and just guys not on the same page and i think i think that could have something to do with it as well yeah. this season and like Line didn't want to be there, but Pierre Luc Dubois looks like he's likes it there, and I, I think he's he I think he signed an extension, so I think he's going to be there. So I think maybe they 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 like each other and like they're happy to be there, and like they're kind of mm-hmm. outsiders because just where they are in Winnipeg. So maybe that also helps them uh, when it comes to just building a team together. So. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I'm thinking, if I'm Patrick Line, I'm kind of thinking, boy. Maybe I should have shut my mouth. <laughs> yeah, shut your mouth and just kept your head down and played video games when uh, your team wasn't watching. I heard the funniest guy. I heard the fu- so what was that whole thing with Line and video games? Wasn't it like the Canucks said like, "Oh, uh, we're not letting our players play Fortnite," and then uh, and then Line was like, "Well, you know, because that's the reason that they're losing." So, something like that. Yeah. And so the first time Tortorella benched him, I heard someone uh, someone was on Twitch and then someone uh, someone commented on their stream like. Oh, Line A probably uh Line A probably beat uh Torts in a in a game of Fortnite and that's why he benched him. He's like, damn, you know, Line A's probably Line knows how to build a Roman Empire. Torts is just the boomer looking for kills, doesn't know how to build. And he was like, you know what, Line A, you wanna build wood? Ride the pine, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. I don't even play Fortnite. I thought that was hilarious. So so I think the whole Patrick Liney thing and like why he didn't mesh in Winnipeg is I think Winnipeg is like a hardworking team you like it's like you get down to your bootstraps and like actually just get get to work and I think Line was just can't lose yeah and I think Line was just so good that like he doesn't have to do that and I think that's what screwed up the whole relationship in that locker room 
reminds me of Phil Kessel in a way where Phil, Phil, there was there was times where Phil was in Toronto and like like there there would be there are former teammates that came being like the coach would be like all right boys we're gonna start with morning skate and Phil would be like I'm not fucking skating like I'm not doing it screw you yeah like yeah, I'm not yeah. skating that sounds a little bit of like what what that what that whole thing was about yeah and I think like um if you're line a, like I I don't know if like I'd be okay with it but like if you're the best I would just try to get better. And just like do whatever they want. Like you're 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 the young guy in the room. Like you don't want to come in and just destroy the entire locker room. And you, the team was good. They had a chance of winning a Stanley Cup, and that kind of just fell through. And the, everyone think kind of thinks their window's closed. But I think uh, Winnipeg. Yeah. No, 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 no. I think I think that they. I think they're going to be. I think they're. I, st- think, I thought their. I thought their window was going to close, but that line A trade. That line A trade opened it up. I think. I think. I think it closed for like the last two years or so where like they just didn't do anything in the playoffs really. And um, I think it's going to like, if they get their defense together and their defense plays as good as it's playing now or like play next year, like it's going to improve next year because they're all young players and they're going to improve next mm-hmm. year. Um, I think that opens a new window of like two to three years where they can also go for the cup again, which is good yeah. for them and uh, good for the city of Winnipeg, I guess. Um, so I want to talk about the Leafs talking about lineups. I just want to talk about the Leafs uh, just a bit. Um, I watched yesterday's game. I really like Adam Brooks. Okay. And uh, I just want you to know uh, what bunch, uh, I really like Nick Foligno and Adam Brooks in the lineup. Um, what do you think of that? And um, just. All right. I, I agree with you on I agree with you on Nick Foligno. I thought I thought Nick Foligno came in, and from the from the second that he like spoke in front of a microphone, like you could tell, like this guy, this guy's a, this guy's a really good guy. You know, hard worker is excited to be here and is real is really looking to to do something with this team. I was surprised that he played on the top line. I'm gonna if I'm gonna be completely honest. However, first, when I when first. I saw him play. Yeah, this is his first game back from quarantine. So, like, yeah, I was kind of surprised for playing on the first line, but he didn't really make any big mistakes and didn't really cost and, him anything. So, and I, I was gonna say when I saw him when I when I saw him play, he did not look out of place with the two best players on the team. Yeah, like there's there's no debate. Like they're they're the two best players. Yeah, um, he looked. Uh, Matthew said really easy to play with. Uh, just. Great to be a line mate. Awesome. Going forward, we'll see if he sticks on the top line. If he keeps playing this way, I, I have no problem with him playing on the top line. Yep. But just I I was a fan of Galchenyuk playing on that top line. However, if you want to keep him with Tavares and Nylander, okay, no, no problem. Uh, but I I really liked what Felino did. Um. Good, good guy gave Mitch, Mitch the assist and the empty netter. Awesome. I think, can't, I think can't wait to see him. Yeah, I think he tried to score the goal, but like that, the Jets player cut him off and he, he wasn't able to take the shot, clear shot. Adam Brooks, on the other hand. What? You're not a fan? His decision making in this game and in games prior, I've definitely been a little like, what's going on in that big brain of yours? There was a play where the the Leafs got the Jets scrambling, scrambling in their in the in their defensive zone, so the Leafs the Leafs offensive zone, and like 
Jets are scrambling. The Leafs are passing the puck the puck around, and Brooks has Brooks has a wide open shot. Like he's got like so much room between from like the top of the circle and the next closest guy is right in the goal crease. And I'm like, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it. And he passes it. He passes it to literally no one, and it leads to a Jets scoring chance. And there's been a few chances where I've saw I've seen him do that, and I'm like, just shoot the puck, just shoot it, my guy. I. I'm rooting for Adam Brooks. I've, I'm not saying that he's not a good player. I have liked what I saw on that PK goal he scored uh, against Vancouver. Great offensive awareness. Get, uh, you know, gets open, reads the play, boom, it's in the net. And there's been there's been many times where he's been in the defensive zone, and I'm like, good puck retrieval, you know, hockey sense, everything. Just the decision making, the split second decisions. I I don't think he's up to snuff up up to snuff just yet. And in a situation like that, where he's got, you know, puck on his stick, wide open shot, and he's not taking it. And, and, and I'm thinking like, all right, so if you don't, so he do- doesn't take the shot, tried to pass it to someone, but he passed it to a crowd of people and then the Jets turned it over. Now let's say he takes that shot. Let's say he misses, he misses wide. Okay, you missed wide, but you had a golden scoring champions. You, tur- you turn around and you get, you get back on your horse. By passing it, he took himself out of the play, and that's what led to a scoring chance. I okay. I agree with you that he that he looks he looks like a player looks like a player uh, looks like he could, he could really contribute. Got got to got to figure some stuff out. Okay, so my counter to that is I agree he he kind of looks out of place, but my counter to that it's only been three games, and when it comes to shooting, we know from Mitch Marner and we know from a lot of players it's about confidence. And I think, it, I think it's three games in. So you're gonna have to give him a couple more games before like we can actually start criticizing him for not shooting. I think it's about confidence. I think he has two goals in the last three games or whatever. Or yeah, for like three games he's played. I think it's. I think it takes just a little bit more time. And uh, I, I I prefer him over Pierre Engvall. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like that guy's so fucking gone. Like let's be honest, he's so yeah, he's, traded. He's, he's he's so he's so scratched forever. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the lineup, if, if everyone's healthy, Pierre Engel comes nowhere near the lineup. Uh, do we know anything about, uh, Ilya Mikheyev? I, I, I know he's not playing. He's somewhat injured. Like, is it a lower body, upper body, some, something? Yeah. Let me just check. Cause I, cause the Leafs, the, the Leafs are the most vague organization when it comes to, uh, when it comes to injuries. Um, and I'm not really sure what they're, uh, what the whole thing with uh, with him is? One second, because that's um, that's a guy where it's that's another uh, that's another thing where it's like when he um, okay so when for, he comes into the lineup. Sorry, Pierre, you're done. Um. So apparently, Nick Felino is um is day to day with upper body, April twenty first. That was two days ago for some reason. I don't understand why that was. That's that's not a. That's, that's that makes a... okay. Oh, no, um, okay. So Ilya Bakayev, yeah, they say day undisclo- to day undisclo- undisclosed. Oh, whatever. Undisclosed. And Hudden's out. That's just um, protocol. Um, Bogosian, it was upper body. I think it was like uh, within the week or so. Mm-hmm. Zach Hyman, we don't know. Or return May. No, 2nd. we we do. Like Zach Hyman, Zach Hyman's thing they said is two weeks. 
Frederick Anderson with a lower body injury. It's, yeah. Yeah. Eat my eat my shorts, lower body injury. So there's something there's something up there. I don't know what's going on. He was didn't you see the video of him like roller? I didn't. I didn't see it, but I heard about it. Yeah. I heard like, about it. And it's like, okay, I don't I don't care. Like I, yeah, I, don't, I don't care I don't, either. I don't personally there are too many people who care about that. And okay, but like I don't care that he's just like going around and, ha- and having fun rollerblading outside because yeah. every because you want to do something, do it outside, um, and that's that. Like I don't I don't care, but it's just I think I I'm having this this sort of I'm having this feeling that they're trying to get him the most the most the most healthy he's ever been I, heading into the playoffs and yes. play him in like the last five games of the season. I, I think that's exactly what's going to happen. I think that within the next five games we're going to get. Um, a lot of Dave Riddich, maybe even a single, a couple games of uh, Michael Hutchison. Mikey Hutch. Um, just so that they can get Jai Campbell and Anderson healthy as as healthy as they can be, and then ride him or play Hut, uh, no Hutch, uh, Campbell, and then Anderson for the last five games. Because I think mm-hmm. we have a back to back in the, within the last five day, uh, five games. So play mm-hmm. him three games and then play him two games. Uh, and just get them ready for the playoffs. And um, so this could be the lineup for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, Zach Hyman, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner. Amazing. Al- Alex Galchenyuk, John Tavares, William Nylander. God. Um, Nick Foligno, um, Rick Nash, or Riley Nash, mm-hmm. um, Wayne Simmons. I was about to say, Rick, Rick Nash retired years ago. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Riley Nash, um, Wayne Simmons. Joe Thornton, Alexander Kerfoot, Jason Spezza. Oh, wait. That's a little... I, I, I don't think and, that... And I Ilya... Don't think that, what? I don't think Alex Kerfoot would play fourth line, but okay. Or, but okay. Oh, and then we have to find a spot for um, Ilya Mikheyev somewhere here. So I'm assuming Spezza and Joe Thornton are going to be playing every single game in the playoffs just because they're old. <sighs> I don't. I don't know about that. I, I Joe definitely, but Jason Spezza has such has a lot of durability on him to the point where I, where I'm just like, why can't he just play every game? Like he's not. Yeah, I think I think he's Joe, not extremely old. Joe is extremely Joe, old. But, Joe has yeah. to sit out a couple of games like before the playoffs and just like in preparation for the playoffs or even during the playoffs because he when he is looks t- when he's playing back to backs it's brutal to watch it's mm-hmm. not fun to watch i thought i thought but yesterday like he he thought he had that goal but i thought outside of outside of that that goal he didn't score so the assist i thought outside of that he even had a little more jump in his game he was he was you know yeah. he was he was playing well uh you know offensively he, you know he's not as gifted as he was but he was even contributing there like like he's He's still he's still play like he's yeah. still a he's still a player. It's just he's you know it's 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 good for him to get some rest you know every now and then, especially yeah. heading into the playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised if like I wouldn't be surprised if the Leafs are in a situation. Fingers crossed. Knock on knock on all the wood. Like they're up like two nothing in a series, and then it's like you know what, Joe, we're gonna we're gonna give you we're gonna give you this game out. You know. Yeah. So we could have a pretty stacked lineup. Probably the best in our in our lifetimes for sure. And uh, maybe even it's longer than that. Um, like, we yesterday was such a good example of look at what this team is capable of. Yep. Look at how great they can play. Yep. Oh, like, and John they're... Tavares 
is on fire. And he didn't score. Great. He didn't score yesterday, so he's a bum. He is on fire, and he is great to see. And I can't like he is playing so well, and I can't wait to. see. I'm so happy that he's playing so well as yeah. we head into these playoffs. Yep. Yeah, it's so because that's what you want. You want that so much is this. Um, what you want is to be hot heading into the playoffs, which the Leafs have never been ever. Yep. Yep. They've only all they've okay. Aside from the from the rookie year where they had to basically win every game to get into the playoffs, and they did. Yep. They ended up they ended up playing playing really well against Washington, and then the and then the next three uh two years we'll say two years because I don't think last year really counts as a. They played slow heading into the playoffs because the playoffs because before play. the playoffs because before the playoffs was a, a six month break. Yep. Um, but the, but then the next two years they like they walked into the playoffs like a smelly fart, and and they just and they played terribly, and, and, uh, not terribly, but like they played they, terribly. <laughs> they played terribly. Like that fourth game was a roller coaster. First of all, second what of fourth all, fourth game. Oh. Fourth game. What do you mean? Five like, game series. The fourth game where they came. Oh, back that. In oh, Jesus. I, I wasn't even talking. I wasn't even talking about that. I wasn't even talking about that series. I was talking about the that they played. They played terribly against Boston both oh, times. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, like, like the first, the first time they played Boston, the first two games they were fucking terrible. Yeah, because they walked into it like a smelly fart. And then yeah. in the, and then in the second series, it was a combination of them not playing well and Mike Babcock deciding that he didn't terrible. want that they didn't actually want to win. Kadri, oh, Kadri uh, as well. Okay, dropping the ball. Okay, we never, we we never talked about that fourth game. I have the greatest. I have the greatest story to go with that game. Go for it. Uh, go for it. Okay. Um. So this is August. So what? Of course, with our luck, the Leafs, the Leafs have to do a loss, win, loss, win, loss, and then they lose, and then they lost the series. We we did a show after every loss. We never celebrated a Leafs playoff win or the qualifying win. And I was so ready to do, to do one after this specific game. So, like, I, like the day before, of course, they, they blow a 3 nothing lead and they lose in overtime because Leafs. Um, it, was PL, love the Leafs. it was PLD. It was the PLD hat trick. Yep. And so I'm – I headed to this game trying to have hope, but I'm just like, they're going to – like, I hope they play well, but who knows. And, and you know, first period, the first period, freaking Cam Atkinson blows by Martin Marincin and scores. Um uh, second period, some de- some defenseman who no one cares about deflects a puck off Mitch Marner's skate, and it goes top shelf. I shut the TV off, and I go upstairs, and I like start just fucking drinking as many Molson Canadians as I can, uh, playing cards against humanity, and just chucking. I'm chucking cards in the middle because I'm so mad, and I and I end everything with because of the Toronto Maple Leafs, because you cheer for the Toronto Maple Leafs, because Leafs. <laughs> I'm so mad, and then I get another, and then I get another update being like. I got another update being like, oh, it's three nothing now. I'm like, fuck, that's great. It's three nothing with five minutes left of the game. Congratulations, you losers. <laughs> like, I hope you suck. I hope you know that you all suck. And then I get one that's like D letter scored. I'm like, good for you. Then I get one seconds later, Tavares scored. I'm like, don't you do this to me. Do not give me this hope, you bastards. You sons of bitches, don't do this to me. And so what happens is uh, I go on my computer, I throw up Sportsnet now, and I'm like, you know what? I'll watch the last 30 seconds of the Leaf season. And then that'll be it, and I'll go to bed like a, and I'll go to bed drunk, which is some of the best. If you want to go to bed, going to bed drunk is some of the greatest things you, you could do. 
It's so much fun because you I would get... don't no no don't recommend people to start drinking to fall asleep. That's not no 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 don't don't start drinking. We have a bad there's a bad thing going on with drinking and, and during the pandemic. But if if you're drunk, just know that sleeping while you're drunk is somewhat it's it's a very very deep sleep you can get yeah so i throw my computer and i'm watching and i'm just i'm yelling at the screen i'm yelling at the screen i'm like oh you're gonna freaking uh oh you're passing the puck uh, of course you're gonna pass it to hyman uh hyman passes to matthews of course matthews doesn't shoot all right oh he's passing it to hyman because hyman's gonna shoot what and he scores yep. and he scores five hole with like 22 seconds and i just go excuse moi they're gonna moi. they did it and then shattered your heart that's what and then, that's the classic and then i go story. down no then i go downstairs well watch the overtime uh matthew scores i legitimately jump out of my chair and like it's almost hulk smash the floor and uh man it was one of the most one of the most emotional days of my life and they ruined it two days later Yep, they they love ruining it for, for everyone. They love it's it's like they love to just build you up for complete. Yep. Oh, I I would have been disappointed. Okay, it's like I would have been so much so much happier with be starting here and getting disappointed, starting halfway and getting disappointed. You brought me all the way up to the top and then sent me all the way down, you motherfuckers. Yeah, oh, this team God. is not fun for when it comes to celebrating things. Um. Talking about let's celebration, Zidane uh, Otara's hitting uh, 1,600 games played so on Saturday. So congratulations to him. Uh, Patrick Marlowe played the most games ever by a player in the NHL. Congratulations. That Now it's mm-hmm. official. Um, the Avalanche have clicked a playoff spot, um, and somehow the Leafs haven't. What a shock. Haven't, the Leafs haven't clinched the playoff spot yesterday. Uh, they'll yet. do it in a couple of days. For, for some reason um and the blue jackets have an eight game losing streak and their goaltender merzlikens quote has i want to finish this season and or i want I to clip. finish and delete this year i have a clip if you want it um uh yeah if you can send it can you send it on okay. twitter oh i have it on instagram oh uh, okay um it, yeah okay just play it on play it from instagram then oh jesus I gotta try to fight. Uh, sh- oh, okay, it whatever. It's it was him no, being no, no, sad. Oh. Like I'm tired of uh, of losing the game. I, I know we are trying, but uh, this is getting embarrassing. Like uh, it's it's just it, it is what it is. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Uh, uh, it, it's painful. I mean, uh, sitting in that locker room and trust me, we are trying. Like we seriously are trying. We didn't give up, but uh, it, it's it's just really so year i think that i mean i just want to finish it and delete this year and not think about it wow uh that sums it all up <laughs> that's really honest um like, which you don't see from nhl players because the nhl players suck at being entertaining in any way or shape or form <laughs> do you want me to, do you want to be honest um you see that from? Do you notice you see that from European NHL players, but you'll never see that from Canadian or American NHL players? Because Robin we saw Lehner. Robin Lehner. Yeah, we like, saw Robin Lehner speak yeah. out a couple of days ago. Yeah, that's actually true. Maybe it's because, like, I don't know. It's the the whole. I, I don't know. I don't know why that is, but I see that a lot from European. Like, 
One of my favorite things are Russian players when they either get eliminated from the playoffs or like they're just on their break in the, in the in the summer and they go to Russian newspapers and and say all this and say all this stuff like in Russian and they, and it gets really really badly translated into English yep. and, and oh it's one of my it's one of my favorite things things that happens it's, in the summer it's uh, yeah the translation sometimes is brutal but like it's still kind of oh funny. It's, it makes no sense so. When he says that we're trying, we're really, really trying. Do you want? Do you want to know why I don't really think that? The Columbus Blue Jackets are currently worse than the Detroit Red Wings. How can you say you're trying when you're worse than the Detroit Red Wings? <laughs> um. Okay. So, like, I don't know how much you can blame on goaltending. Like, I think this oh, is I'm, more. I, that's not. That's not what I, I'm not blaming him on goaltending. Can I? Uh, I and there was there was another. Say your point. I, there's another thing that came out of that that I'm that I'm gonna talk about talk about later. I think this is like the clearest picture of presenting of what happens when a team stops listening to their head coach and just just coaching. Just I think this is like what happens when your coach is becomes irrelevant to the team. And John Torello has become irrelevant to this team. No, John Torello has become irrelevant to the league. Let's be honest. The entire yeah. league, the entire league doesn't like him. Yeah. Well, okay. No, the all the fans don't like Torts because because the Columbus Blue Jackets had a very good team. They had some skilled. Yes. They had skilled players. And they had skilled players that that <laughs> as a fan of hockey, I went, why are you turning these skilled players into what you've turned them into? Yes. And uh, the team, like previously to like this beginning of this year, the Columbus Blue Jackets were built perfectly as a Tortorello team. And then they traded for players that don't match the Tortorello style. And then Tortorello didn't work for those players. And he has he's just stopped working for his own team. So for the Columbus Blue Jackets and his style of coaching and like i don't i think the t- he's done like he's done i don't understand why he's not fired why don't they have an interim coach just to okay, okay, pick okay. up the mood is he done okay why he's not fired is because like halfway through the season we were like the blue jackets suck and they're not making the playoffs yeah that's... and they knew that and it's like yeah. what are you gonna do bring in an interim coach it's gonna make it better like no so you say he's done are you saying forever? No, no, no. Or I'm just, just with, the, with the Blue Jackets. I'm just saying with the Columbus Blue Jackets. I think he's done with that, um, with that team. Just like his message is not getting sent through. He's not listening. I think the players are trying. I think they're legitimately trying. I think it just um, they just gave up on the coach. Like I don't think the coach is listening anymore. And I think for Torello, I think there is because th- there's that saying of like there's 31 jobs and there's like 35 people to take those jobs uh, and NHL coaching. And I think he will find another job. Maybe not. Maybe depending on like, I don't know. Like, actually. It's because hmm. look at how, look at, look at how in a matter of a season, how he, how much he derailed that team. Franchise. Uh, that, yeah, that franchise. And, uh, in a in a shortened season, with uh, you know, a, in a division that's really bad, in a division yeah. that's pretty bad. Yeah. And I I don't know how we do this. But we end up talking about the Blue Jackets every single every single podcast. It's because they're sure... an interesting team. Like if you're 
it like last year, no one would have said last year that the Columbus Blue Jackets would be the worst team in the, the league. No. Yeah, like no one said like I See? I'm so interested by this like team and like just how everything's turning out because it's kind of you're watching a building collapse. Yes. And, and you're you watching love... literally a building crumble to the ground yeah. in slow motion. And it's like it's and you want to of... look at and and you want to turn away, but you also have to you, look at it like, as well. Like, yeah, it's like a brutal car crash. Like it's like you don't want to watch, but like you have to see how but it you like... have to see how yeah. it ends. Um so... so there was another there was another question in that interview, and I'm I don't even know the guy's name who asked the question, but do you ever hear do you ever hear a question where you go, That's the dumbest thing you could have ever said? Yes, I heard Some, a lot of those questions recently, but yeah, continue. Yes. Um, um, I I don't don't even know the guy's name, but someone asked Elvis Merzlikens in that same press conference, like, um, how do you expect uh, the team to start scoring to sc- start scoring more and you know uh, increase you ask- increase their, their goal increase their goal scoring? And I'm like, you're asking a goalie how his team is gonna score more. Okay, so the question itself is not dumb. It's the what? It's the person you're asking, which is I'm a like, dumb thing. And what? What? Are, you know what makes it? What? What? What makes it more dumb? He said, "I know that you're a goalie, so this, so you don't really know." So it's like, so he so said he, something on the lines of like, he acknowledged like, he shouldn't be. He acknowledged the fact that he's a goalie and that it's a little weird for him to ask this question, but he asked it anyway to a goaltender who cannot score. <laughs> Like that's a question you should be asking either the coach, the captain, or like the main guy on the team because they don't asked, have a captain uh, anymore. But... You know, uh, friggin' line it. That's a question you should be asking. Ask line line a. A. Um, ask Max. Ask no, you can't ask Max Domi because Tortorella doesn't like him anymore. Um, like, is is that a question that he wanted to ask Nick Foligno but forgot that he was the, that he wasn't there anymore? Like is that is, yeah. is is that what it was? Maybe, <laughs> it was? but like, like, but you also have the like you know like if you're a reporter and you're in that room, I'm assuming you know the team and the players, and you know that you shouldn't be asking dumb questions like that. Which like I just I don't know, it's just dumb and uh, just dumb. It's very. It was. I was. I was very thrown off by that. I'm like, you clearly do not. You you clearly are asking the wrong person the wrong question. Yeah. Like it's a valid question, not the right person. Yeah. Um hmm. I don't really have anything else. Um, do you um, have anything? Did you want to talk about Robin Lanner? The those those comments? Um I'm gonna be totally honest, I didn't like listen to the comments. I heard like people okay. talk about it. So um he, he, said, he, said, he was wasn't he like complaining about how like vaccinated players are still stuck at home and like can't go out and can't like so, go do stuff yes so he said something along the lines of we were promised uh if like we were like we were told if we got fully vaccinated we could we could um go out more or leave your inner circle be, yeah with yeah, and um, the league's restrictions would be relaxed a little more um, if we got fully vaccinated, uh, and we were told that uh, by by the league. Um, and then the league said something along the lines of, you know, and he, and Robin Lander also said we were we were shown the we were we were shown what the NBA and the MLB plans to do or is doing at at, at this time. 
for players who are fully vaccinated and how they are somewhat uh or th- their restrictions are somewhat re- 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 yeah their their uh restrictions god words are hard are somehow uh are somewhat relaxed lessened, yeah and lessened yes and the league came the league said something or some someone on twitter had something to say of like th- there's something from the league that says um we promise no such thing we uh no promise was made to these players it's something along those lines that like one side says this one side says that so i have some what what i am trying to figure out is i think i think if there's anyone in the nhl who's a liar i don't think that robert leonard is one of them i um yeah like, I okay. don't think that he, of all people, is a big, big snooty liar. After all yeah. the, after all the things he said and things he's done, the, the how outspoken he has been, I do not, I do not see him as any kind of liar. So, what I, what I think happened, and it makes me so mad. I have some, I, I, I really think that Gary Bettman posed some sort of phrased some sort of uh sentence like uh you know we'll definitely think about if we uh there's a definite possibility that we could uh relax these restrictions he said something along those lines in a way that was not a um he talked lawyer talk yes he said something without saying nothing without yes he said something that sounded one way but he meant it as another way, but everyone yeah. misconstrued it as this way because he's a lawyer. Yeah. Um, and- okay, so I think there's two ways of looking at this. Rob, I agree with Robin Leonard. They should be lifted because as we're in, uh, like I saw videos of in the States, they're flying with planes without masks. They're going to Disney World without masks. And I would love to do that. I would love to go and... See, so like... I, I agree with you too. I watched the Texas. Remember the Texas Rangers game yes. uh, against the Jays. I saw that, and a big part of me was like, "Wow, that's a lot of people." Oh my god, and I don't know if that's fun. I don't know if that's. I was like, I don't know if that's good or bad. Like, it, it looks kind of bad. But the other part of me was like, "God, I am so jealous." Like, I am so incredibly yeah. jealous of what they're able to do. Like, that's yeah. that's what I was. That's what I saw. That's what I thought. So um, I I agree with Robin Leonard in that sense. Um, and then I think so from the. NHL's point of view, we have to take a look at NHL's point of view is um, I don't think they'll be able to lift restrictions when it comes to the uh, like, see, okay, so let's say Vegas is vaccinated completely. And then like San Jose or whatever isn't vaccinated. So what if like, maybe they think they should get everyone vaccinated, then they can let everyone go. Or like, they're just trying to maybe like I like I don't know. I think I'm looking for, like if you're looking from uh, the NHL's point of view, you you don't want to have a outbreak. But then people say you're vaccinated, but then there's still a chance that you could get the virus if once you're vaccinated. Which like I don't like I just don't know what NHL is looking at. And also, um, it is like within the season. I think they just don't want like people going out. Maybe I. Like I, I, I would, I would assume that I would assume that because like, what, like what they're what they are going through these these players you can, you can rag on them all they want but it's, 
like from what it sounds like it doesn't it doesn't sound you know incredibly fun what they're yeah. doing yeah. It, it really it really doesn't that yeah they're subdued to these to these rooms they're not allowed to leave them um not allowed to leave their house and the only time they get to see their teammates is that jesus is that uh, practices and games yeah um and team you know team meetings and and whatnot and it's and robin leonard has outspokenly said that he has bipolar disorder and i could only i can only assume the extraordinary toll stress. this has taken yeah the stress and the toll it has taken on his mental health which he yeah. has which which he said that it has he said multiple times in this clip that um it's affected it's been hard that it's been hard for him and he said and he said that he's gotten many texts from players saying it's been hard on them too yeah so see yeah i don't know it's uh my uh, my counter to that is i understand he has bipolar or whatever but like everyone's going through it so like i understand that but like the counter would be like everyone's doing that everyone's stuck at home and like everyone can't really do anything um but yeah i I don't know um i think also i think the canadian teams uh if uh, one canadian team is gonna have to go there and uh, hopefully that one canadian team can get vaccinated or just because if they're gonna be in like i think they're gonna be in a bubble for like the last two rounds so like the conference final and the finals um so i think I think the uh, like the Canadian team that does go there hopefully gets vaccinated either in the states or here, um, so that like they can play, like so they don't have to play in a bubble. But I think most likely it's going to be in a bubble, uh, bubble, and I think that like whoever comes from Canada is either going to play in like Buffalo, or like in, uh, yeah, like Buffalo. Yeah, I, I, I think they're I most likely playing in Buffalo as like any Canadian team that like makes it out of division is going to go play. In I'm going to love it. I'm going to love it when the Leafs win the cup in Buffalo. Yeah. That's going to be hilarious. <laughs> um, no, I just, I, I want to touch on that. It's an, it's an interesting subject. And I, I, I agree. I agree with him. And I, if that is what happened with the NHL, where Gary, where Gary Bettman did something like that, like, uh, like I know that's most likely what happened. That's probably what happened. Oh, because... it's so frustrating. <laughs> so like, goddamn annoying. Like that's like the most Gary Bettman thing to do. Like say mm-hmm. something, but you don't really mean it, and you kind of change the point of like mm-hmm. it doesn't really happen or whatever. So, from what I think and like what I've read about Gary Bettman, that's probably what happened. Yeah, because then because you didn't put anything out there so that he won't be liable, but it's also like the players have hope that it might something might have might happen. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so I think that's uh, enough for the podcast. Um, so Lucas, you are upset that our playoff games, um, we missed all the victories. So now this year, let's do a podcast after every game, so that uh, win or lose, we have a podcast reaction. Are you okay with that? Uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see if I'm okay about that because because like the reason why I might not be okay with that because one, okay, the reason the reason I'm not the biggest fan of after every single Leaf playoff game is because like. That's just like it's one game. You, you, like, what are we gonna talk about? One game for sixty minutes? It's a little. It's that's a little too much. We're gonna. But, uh, we have six, fifteen other games, so huh? that's, that's no, a no, good no. point. That's a good point. We're, we'll we're, see. Yeah, no, we're we're not that. Uh, that'd be insane. An hour and a, yeah. an hour every other day. Um, I don't think we'll be able to even have enough stuff to talk about within that. Um, 
but I think I think we'll do we'll try to get after every victory we'll try to figure something out and uh, hey don't jinx, don't jinx it the Leafs aren't even the Leafs aren't the Leafs aren't qualified for the playoffs yet don't jinx it don't even say that Lucas don't even say that <laughs> okay uh thanks for listening guys check us out on Spotify Apple Music anywhere you listen to podcasts um, recommend us a friend and uh, we'll see you guys next week.